0: I'm sorry, if it sounds a little funny, it's because I'm in the car. I'm going to um, going to uh, crossroads to drop off all of my Cuomo sexual merchandise. Mm-hmm.
1: you think they're going to give you anything for it, or are you going to go straight to the donation? <sighs>
0: I might go to the donation, but I just had to get it out of the house. You know what I mean? It's a little embarrassing. I wouldn't want people to see my, my $500 cashmere um, Cuomo sexual uh, sweater.
1: So you're finally starting to turn on Cuomo a little bit after supporting him for all these years. After the recent news in the news.
0: Well, what's he's, yeah, the news in the news, but what he's done for the Italian people, you know, it's not going to be, it's not going to be forgotten. (laughs) So I, at, at San Gennaro this year, I will be introducing kind of my own take on cuomo merchandise so look out for that
1: can we get a sneak peek there buddy (laughs) because i've never been to the feast of san janeiro only the one here in la of course we go bobbing for figs with the kids and it's nice
0: (laughs) it's the most disgusting thing i've ever been a part of and my first apartment in new york was on mulberry street and i had no idea what it was (laughs) and my entire apartment smelled like fucking you know my weed mixed with funnel cake (laughs) for two weeks and it was (laughs)
1: Curse. So the, so Cursed. you say the worst of all time. I mean, you know, the, the smell of delicious Italian foods being cooked on the street. But I guess when you said it's funnel cake, that has less of a tradizionale energy and it has more of just yes. a state fair shithole thing. Yeah, it's more of
0: a straight. I mean, I know you're a sausage and peppers kind of guy.
1: I'm actually not a sausage and peppers guy. I don't really fuck with sausage and peppers together.
0: Well, that's what it is. It's literally like sausage, peppers, onions, disgusting drinks. And funnel cakes,
1: because <sighs> my if if I was in charge of the feast of San Gen- San Gennaro, it's nothing but some nice little lightly fried um, squash blossoms. I, you know what I mean? Uh,
0: of course, I I assumed it would be you and Mario Batali back to back cooking some nice nice pastas for the the. Revelers. That would be
1: great. I mean, after you introduced me to your your friend Mario <laughs> back in the day, I was like, I can't like you are this like i grew up watching you bro it's like crazy yeah no it is crazy but i mean what is he up to by the way what's he up to lately i know you
0: guys still chat i've i've not talked to him um at all uh i've not been to any of his establishments um (laughs) i think he i think he lost like 100 pounds and just
1: lives at his lake house in michigan that's pretty cool i mean you know my man retired he's doing his little he's, he's on his little ryan adams swag right
0: well, unfortunately, Ryan Adams did put on 40 pounds, <laughs> it looks like. So we've been watching this show called Dr. Death, uh, that stars, uh, uh, Josh Jackson, every woman's, uh, dream man, uh, Pacey from Dawson's Creek. And it's about this doctor who basically like, un- like is a psycho and kind of killed people on purpose, but he was like considered a genius and blah, blah, blah. But in the later episodes, uh, when he's down, When he's down on his luck, he looks fat as he looks like fat bastard. And they put, they put all this makeup on him to make him look like fat bastard. And then I see this, this Los Angeles magazine article about Ryan Adams yesterday. He also looks like fat bastard. (laughs) So what I'm asking is right now, is the fat bastard look trending? Are we spotting the fat bastard return into pop culture? Is that what's happening?
1: Yeah. Shop this look
0: so fat the fat bastard look is is trending if i see it one more time if i see it three times that means it's real yeah well it's it's starting to
1: make me wonder like like the you know austin powers is fat bastard he was like a 500 pound you know sweaty uh scotsman covered in boils and sores and things like that but you know pacey and ryan adams like all these guys like there's there's something wrong going on in the world if all it takes is you know Three months of eating Cheez-Its and not doing cardio to just transform from a heartthrob into literally fat bastard from the Austin Powers franchise. There, There's something in the water, and I don't know if it's – I don't know if it's – I mean, I don't want to bring up the word karma, but is, the, is that coming into play or, or – well, no, Is the devil no, don't, finally don't, having look, his dance with these with these uh, canceleros?
0: We can't put Pacey in that category because it was it was he spent hours in the makeup chair in special effects to get his look for a role. Okay, got it, got it, got, um, it, got, it, got it, So,
1: it. So it's in, Ryan, the, in the right we'll Adams
0: situation, it yeah, it could be it could be that. But I think that I mean it does say in the story that he's just been surviving on pad tie. <laughs> uh so you know, I, and as much as I love pad thai, <laughs> we we both know you got to keep that intake to a minimum or you're going to see that waistline expand. Yeah, and you
1: know that um, big guy's not getting it with tofu light oil, right? Nah,
0: no, nah, bro. He's getting extra egg and beef. You know, he's, he's, he's yeah, he's
1: he's doing extra egg. That's that's TJ's favorite pad thai order. Always go extra egg. And then uh but the problem with him, he's like, "Okay, you know, chicken, beef. Now, do you guys have like sausage let me do the sausage pad thai (laughs) sausage Sausage and peppers pad thai where's ryan adams from is he from the heartland of america he's
0: from north carolina he's from the south baby okay of course so he would put funnel cake inside of the pad thai for a twisted little dessert but i was thinking i was thinking about beverages lately after the after i don't know if you saw today that the the mountain the, the alcoholic mountain dew is hitting shelves Hard do, hard do. And that seems like something that, you know, you might want to explore. Mm -hmm. Well, partly because you're a DJ and you need the crowd to turn up. Do you think maybe (laughs) is this the is this kind of the the uh, Gen Z uh, painted fingernails? type beat version <laughs> of the classic so you're sparks. Talking
1: about sparks i had a feeling you're gonna go there uh no i don't think so i don't think so i just
0: did co- i just did coke because sparks made your mouth orange mm-hmm. which is disgusting to me yeah um i'm sure you you sip some sparks in your time though
1: i have uh, a lot of sparks has gone into this temple that's for sure uh I don't even remember what it... I mean, it kind of... I guess it just kind of tasted like Red Bull or something like that, and you felt... I imagine. It felt like when vapes first came out, and it was kind of unregulated, and you can just kind of like... You just walk into some whatever, like, hobby store, and they had them there. Like, that's what Sparks was like. Like, it should have been illegal, but they just didn't really get their shit together to ban it yet, and... It was a special time. It was like experimenting with some some type of new drug that was still in clinical trials. But I mean yeah, yeah. The, the Mountain Dew demographic and the I mean the Sparks demographic was truly for the people, you know, and anyone and everyone well, consumed I it. That, I think
0: it was also a, a vice psyop.
1: I mean, well what's the difference between Psyop and a marketing campaign?
0: Exactly, Jason. And that's why that's why my third eye is fucking open, right? Well
1: that's now. that's why vice people like you were so familiar with it. It was on your on your radar. But I think with with Sparks it was also just like, Oh, here's like turned up alcohol with like seven Red Bulls in it and it costs a dollar. Um yeah, everyone in America is gonna get hooked on it. For but but with Mountain Dew whatever, the hard do shit, like there's many like vice people are gonna look at that and unless they're like truly nasty people or like you know, but like people who live in major metropolitan areas and have culture and life in their in their world, they, they're they're not really consuming Mountain Dew products unless it's for a goof or a prank a or one of their TikTok skits that they're doing, you know? But it's not really they're not they're not reaching for it. No, that's honestly. a good point.
0: That's a good point. They're not they're not giving this out with scion socks <laughs> is what you're saying, which I I, I understand. There's not gonna be I, free Dew
1: from ten to eleven. <laughs> at the mgmt passion pit dj set at union pool that's not going to be happening well i mean that well that- you know we can we should have um we should have friend of the show Kirsty Godso on because i know that she's a do fluencer uh, oh, so I, don't don't a, a so I don't think she's a big drinker she can get us a big case maybe she can get us in the room with them you know if, if they got some marketing dollars laying around we certainly know how to get it to the into the hearts and the mouths of today's youth Mostly the underage drinking market we can tap into that
0: if nothing Jason knows more is how to get it into the mouth of the youth that's kind of something I know you're you're focused on yeah some
1: people say I'm the mouth of the south but no <laughs> I'm the mouth of the mouth of the y'all. Remind myself to edit that out, please.
0: I think our I think our guest is probably consumed more sparks than both of us. I, I would I would I would venture to say, even though he's yeah, known, our, our,
1: yeah, our guest today recorded his album on Sparks. Yeah, he's more known. with Sparks. Yeah, yeah, he's more
0: known for chiefing. Um, but okay. I, I feel like the sparks could have happened. Uh you you might know him as Nathan Williams. We call him Waves. Mm-hmm. He has been a part of the indie rock Canon for Panons. since I can remember in the 0809 era. He has a new album called Hideaway on our friends uh Fat Possum put it out. Uh just came out a couple weeks ago.
1: shorty got a Fat Possum.
0: He's also a real estate mogul much like you.
1: We'll we'll get into the investments and the holdings, don't worry.
0: I'll just record the Zoom. It's fine. I thought you had like a setup Oh
1: no no! We thought you were like a recording artist that recorded vocals, but yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I, I was under the impression that you made music for a little. No, I'm a real estate mogul, guys. <laughs> All right, <laughs> just wanted to make sure. I, I'm sorry, that's our. Are you wearing? Are you wearing some of Frank Ocean's new Homer jewelry around your neck right there? Or is that your own ice?
2: (laughs) No, this is, um, a girl named Liz Jardim in, uh, in Brooklyn, New York makes these. Are you a big jewelry guy? Not a big jewelry guy. I own a, I own a couple of little pieces,
0: mostly silver, but I have, I've got, I've got a few, I've got a few diamonds. Mm -hmm. What's the, what's the bust down rolly looking like? What's the wrist look like? Oh, okay. He's got, okay. He's got a little something. All right. Yeah. I see a little nothing. Yeah. You went and visited. Ben Baller did the chain. I see what you did there.
2: No, no. May- Mason, uh, Raksha He's a guy in,
0: uh, Toronto. I think my friend just wrote a story about him for the wall street journal. I think he did, um, he did like a crazy piece for someone recently.
2: Yeah. The, he like sort of like got popping because, um, he was making stuff. He did like the original, like Kanye, just like regular rose gold pendant stuff and then he did like jay balvin's these like pretty cool earrings that are like green emerald he's like very artistic his shit is like very sick Mm. most of the jewelry i see online is i think is sort of silly but some of his stuff is cool
1: well i gotta go uh visit the wall street journal to check out this cool uh urban jewelry I, that's my <laughs> favorite source for that kind of stuff and for listeners at home you you the the bracelet that you were showing off it's an audio only podcast so it appears to be a gold kind of cuban link tennis bracelet and when when you move it around it does shine and twinkle because of all the diamonds in it is that correct
2: that is exact. I think that's exactly correct. Yes, All yes. Right.
1: <laughs> I think that's what was in.
2: It was in the description. That's I said twinkles and shines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me that. Give me that.
0: Let me get that. Where are are you in? You're in L.A. right now. I feel like because you're outside drinking a cold brew. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm in uh, San Diego. Close, bro. What the fuck? Do you live there? Yeah, I live in my uh, parents' laundry room. I don't. I don't believe a real estate mogul would maybe do that just to keep his holdings kind of on the market. <laughs> but I'm. Do
1: you, do you think you earn more Ethereum by? spending your money on rent chris
2: <laughs> well with the 1559 update it's burning more ethereum now and so it's going to make it uh, a proper holding so okay. I, w- I would just keep into that actually
1: okay well we're gonna we'll get into some crypto stuff later on once the once the ice has broken don't worry
0: <laughs> are you <laughs> going hitting,
1: hitting you up for some tips we're not crypto boys whatsoever we did sell an nft earlier this year so we do own a small amount in our digital wallet, and you know it's it's just our it's our nest egg. The NFT
0: haunts me because it was embarrassing to participate in that culture because it's dork <laughs> shit. But there is a lot of money to be made, which is cool. Especially
2: now, I mean, some of these things are like really silly. I still think the space is uh, embarrassing. Mm -hmm. um there is (laughs) there's a huge upside though in the future i think for the artist and now i i see an upside for people that are investing in it Mm -hmm. um so but some of the stuff the stuff that's popular right now are like these like crypto punks which are just like digitized little they look like you know nintendo characters i just saw one in my Twitter feed that sold for half a million dollars. Mm-hmm. So, you know,
1: it's fucked up. Probably money yeah. laundering of some sort, but now, now we're talking <laughs> now, now you got Okay, me my dicks it. hard again. So you, you were, you were saying that like, that's the type of investment that in the, in the long run, in the future will pay off. How far are we talking? Because, you know, you know, if we, let's say we got a few ETH coins laying around. It's only worth, you know, whatever, five, six grand. You know, when is that gonna turn into the down payment? You know what I'm saying?
2: I mean, to to be quite honest, I, I don't I really only have a couple of hundred dollars in, in my bank account. I don't I don't see a huge monetary value in fiat cash right now. And I know this is starting to like Sort of like jump down the the crypto rabbit hole, but not really. I mean, I mean, are like, we
1: talking about checking and savings combined? What's going on here, Chief? I, I don't, I don't even, I don't even have a savings account anymore. So it's all, it's all crypto.
0: No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Are you saying are you coming out as broke on how long gone? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs>
2: I, I don't see the upside right. um, in in the financial banking system. It's it, it. Anytime I make any type of money, say I get a sink or money from a record deal or whatever it is, I immediately invest it into something, whether that is, you know, in the past has been, um, some sort of real estate or property.
1: We've, we've read, we've read whether
2: it's a startup company. Yeah. Um, I invested in a company called, um, St. Archer, which is a beer company that sold to Coors Light, or to Anheuser Busch, rather. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: No, we know that, dude. Yeah, I see you guys doing little numbers with your little IPA. That shit, padding the cone dig
1: ourselves. The IPA, like IPO. I'm, <laughs> I'm actually a St. Archer Stan, so good on you. Oh, really?
2: <laughs> it's, it's very good. Shout out to St. Archer, and shout out to uh, Anheuser
0: Busch as well. <laughs> <laughs> Do not shout out Anheuser, but
1: I feel like you fit right at home on this podcast a little too much so far. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not this is making this is making me uncomfortable. So you're saying you're saying basically your approach to life is hold your cash poor i'm cash you your cash poor and you're fine you can live like that so your debit card could like get declined at whole Foods.
2: yeah and it has i mean i don't even own a car anymore
1: damn this is okay this is this is (laughs) extremely fascinating and i so so you are living off the grid by living when you said you live in your parents laundry room in san diego this was not a joke this is not a drill no
2: no i'll send you a picture of it i'm i'm serious i sleep on a uh twin mattress on the floor in the laundry room.
1: Okay. So beca- and you're doing this simply for the, the reason that, you know, spending your money on all these other, you know, frivolous things is, is a waste when you can just be investing all of that. And you have no problem living at home with your parents for the time being. Obviously, this is not going to be a forever scenario, unless I'm wrong.
2: No, 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 you're right. Uh, Yeah, so it it basically, I sort of had a uh, like come to God moment during the the beginning of the shutdown with COVID, Mm -hmm. and uh, touring stopping, and um, a realization that you know I I probably wouldn't be able to make um, money um, at least. In the touring aspect, which is the bulk of a lot of musicians' money, right? Yeah. Um. For the rest of my life, getting older, and i, I had a pain in my back. I—I I ended up going to the doctor because I was—I run a lot, and I have um, let's go six herniated discs in my back. I have something called degenerative six? Yeah, I have something called degenerative disc disease. Wow. And I'd already done a pretty good job of investing throughout my career, but. I wasn't as frugal as I probably could have been. I spent my 20s, you know, when I made money, I bought things that I could have, I felt like I could afford and they were nice. And what
1: kind of stuff are we talking about? That bracelet I showed you earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know, diamond, diamond bracelets. Diamond bracelets, but that's—I
0: feel like I feel like the diamond bracelet is not. I mean, I spent my money on cocaine. I feel like a diamond bracelet. At least you see a, a re- wise investment return if you want to. You know what I mean? You could you could at least sell it if you had to.
2: Yeah, it's true. Well, now gold is down,
0: so now wouldn't be the time to sell that. But another another waves investing tip for you guys, free of charge.
1: We're bullish on silver right now. Is that correct? We're not. We're, we're not. <laughs> necessarily (laughs) bullish
2: on on any sort of hard uh metals right now the silver and gold Mm -hmm. are are both down i I think gold more than silver i'm not entirely sure some people attribute that to the jump in uh, bitcoin but i don't you know sure I'm not
0: a. Fi- I'm not a financial advisor. No, you you sure do act like one. Um, but so
1: you good enough for us? Yeah, we're
0: dumb. So you basically, it's COVID. The tour is canceled. Yeah, your back hurts, and you're like, what What am I doing with my life? Is that Is that
1: what we're yeah, talking I'm
2: about? Yeah, I'm old. I'm not going to be able to tour forever. <laughs> the dream is done. I'm
1: dying on
2: the inside.
1: Fuck yeah, Fest got canceled. What do we? You know, like there's only so much revenue There's only so much revenue (laughs) that could come in realistically which is you know honestly you you having that come to come to god moment you know in your 30s versus you know in your 50s or 60s you know there's people that just once you once you kind of tap out it's like the hardest decision of your entire life obviously you're not tapping out you're going on a on a tour you know later on this year so that's great but still you know, you, you get one or two sinks by doing jack shit and you're going to make more money than your entire tour and you're old and your fucking back's hurting and you're like, I don't want to fucking, you know, hang out in Tallahassee this this week. I could be playing Call of Duty at my mom's house.
2: Hopefully not at my mom's house for forever. <laughs> but I think the more the idea of, of being frugal in a time where I can be right. Like I don't. Yeah, there's no real need for me to be spending loads of money right now on on stuff that I, I don't need and I don't mind
1: living frugally
2: yeah I, I don't mind it right now like maybe it was something more of like a, a sort of a flex situation that you know I'm on mm-hmm. I'm, I'm on the cover of a magazine I play music this is the lifestyle it, it was sort of an ego boost and And Mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe it's a part of getting older where it's just like that. It does, it doesn't matter as much anymore.
1: You have, you have less to prove once you've already done all this shit.
2: Yes. You know, I've been doing this now for what 12 years Mm -hmm. and I've seen people think, Oh, I got signed to Warner Brothers. Uh, We made it. We did it. We made it. And then two years later, nobody gives a shit about their band anymore. And you know, they're having arguments with the singer and the drummer don't like each other and they have. You know, a six way split on (laughs) uh on you know, one record advance that they got that they never pay back and then they you know, it's a three sixty and they're not making any money off of their merch and they didn't Yeah,
0: you're coming for, you're coming for beach fossils hard and I like it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Dude beach those guys. Dude beach fossils (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) i we We did a
2: co-headline tour with them,
0: and love Beach
2: fossils. they just murder every single night just just total killers
0: i Well, I do think though you're, that you're right. I think that these like uh, I, I would assume that young people that are are trying to get a record deal at this stage would understand that that is not life changing like it once was but because of the terms and because of the society we live in. But I guess that may not be the case all the time.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think definitely there's a little more transparency because of the way of the internet and how there's, you can just see so much more. So much of our lives, so much more of our lives is broadcast on the internet now. People, you know, that's just where everything is. I think people are more, the artists especially have spoken about how they don't necessarily want to get locked into labels and how they take the majority of your money. And you- well,
0: isn't it cool putting out records independently? Is nerd shit, bro. Being <laughs> on Columbia is fire. <laughs> I want to go. I want to go to the Sony building and go upstairs and eat sushi with the president. I don't. Yeah, I mean, Chris. But
1: the, the the problem is now when you go eat sushi with the president somebody is like oh by the way make sure we put that on their tab and they have to pay that back you have to you have to sell 35 hoodies to pay this dinner back and we have <laughs> and we're, we're keeping we have a better accountants than you do believe it or not no no
0: i'm i'm kidding of course that of course that's true but i do i find i mean because you're you're on you're on fat possum you're not independent so you still find the need for a record you still see the the, the value in that i
2: do yeah it's a it's a uh co-release but they do everything so they just basically let me put ghost ramp on it Mm -hmm. uh uh but yeah i mean fat possum is uh again it's people that i've known for over a decade now and I, i did put the last record out before this uh completely independently and It is, it's a pain in the ass. I mean, it. there is part of like the label structure and getting in there and getting certain things done. That's just, it's almost impossible to do as an independent label. Now people are starting to like get better at that.
0: I think that the work that a record label does is shit that no one wants to do. Yeah. It's kind of the reality. Like. I don't want, I don't think you want to be negotiating distribution terms and like, you know, it's boring.
2: Yeah. No, I don't want to do any of that. So paying like a little bit of a premium to like take that off my mind.
0: Did you ever put a record out on a major? Yeah, I
2: did too. Uh, Warner Brothers. Okay. So I I would never have to even bother, you know, sending records out to... Um, a major label. After my my stay with Warner Brothers, I think I ruined my reputation enough there. <laughs> I was super hard to deal with for them.
0: Is that because is that because you were just young and successful and in your bag, like being a dickhead, or was it justified?
2: Uh, it was justified on a few things. They were just all over the place, and I think they were going. They were sort of like furloughing quite a bit of their the people that were working there. I mean, I think we had like four or five different point men on on a single record cycle because they would just. Either get reassigned to something or fired or whatever it was. It was just like a madhouse. Nobody knew what was going on. The advance was insane.
0: Let's go. We're, we're copping buildings, dog. We're caught. Co- yeah. Yes. Hell yeah. Let's go. So the, the money
2: was, it was a money grab. And then in the end, it was it worth it? I don't know. Maybe probably was, but, uh, the time there was like <laughs> not very. It wasn't good for either. And w- once they got a chance, once the uh, they got a chance to sort of cut ties with us, they were like, "Yeah, we we don't want to put out another record." And so we were like, "All right, great."
1: Yeah, a lot of people uh, work their whole lives to try to get out of a contract. All you had to do was wake up one day. I
2: didn't need lawyers or anything to get involved. They were like, Just- but you have a you have a you have a manager, right? <laughs> I had a manager. <laughs> uh, um, no, I I still talk to my old my my old manager's name was is Jonathan Daniels, and he runs Crush. Oh, I know.
0: That's my dog. My old, that's my OG right now. So, Jonathan is like one of the
2: few honest, great people in the music uh, business. The
0: only only guy, the only music manager to ever do Mark Marin. I I think that that is his, that might be his claim to fame. He could go, he could, he could die with that one. He's
2: known Mark. I mean, he's told me stories about him and Mark hanging out
0: before that. Yeah. I
2: could never. Well, I mean, Mark has got into some of this stuff, but, um, yeah, he's, he's a real OG. Um, and right now I really just need somebody to like go through my like email inbox mm-hmm. and that's sort of it. So I have, uh, you were talking about Patrick North earlier. I forgot Patrick North works at Fat Possum, but my manager is Patrick McDermott, mm-hmm. who, I'm sure one of you guys. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I definitely know. Yeah. We, I know him through, um, Tom, how to dress well. And my brother's really good friends with him. They're, they're all into bas- basketball right, and that right. shit. I know Phoebe as well.
2: So, um, yeah, he, um, helped me run the label and, uh, like sort of manages some of my, he just is like a, a sort of intermediator between like my mm-hmm. inner psychosis and dealing with other people. That
0: so are you are you paying him? Are you paying him money, or is is he is, is he only paid in no <laughs> Bitcoin and rent? Like how does it work? How does it work? He gets, there? He, you he he, gets silver
1: like, bars put into his yeah
2: yeah his bond he's account. Got a, I don't know if he'd be, be okay, but he's got each I know he's got quite a bit of ETH, actually. He was an early buyer. I think he got into ETH around like two or 300 a pop, Damn, you know? Man. And I think today, what did ETH hit?
0: 3260,
2: mm-hmm. I think, something like that.
0: So, Damn, so man, my man, is, my man is going through emails with one hand and using his <laughs> money counter with the other. I like that. That's fire. <laughs> We've
2: got a lot of uh, things going. He also manages, because the majority of Ghost Ramp, my label, the more, majority of the stuff that we were putting out was, um, video game soundtracks mm-hmm. and so he ended up facilitating a lot of that because he was talking to guys in that world and then they ended up needing managers and so he manages a lot of those guys now
0: are, are you saying this are you saying this man manages gamers people that write music they do original soundtracks people, people in the world in the world okay i understand i understand okay okay and and has the has the video game soundtrack thing is that is that very financially successful because that's a sounds like a smart niche
2: some of them are
0: Insanely successful.
2: It's something that people don't talk about, and and most people won't cover. You know, like the Spin magazines or the Pitchforks or Rolling Stones or whatever. Like they would be like, oh, "What? Oh, what is this now?" And then they'll talk about it in a couple of years, like they discovered it. But um, <laughs> it, it's it's huge among gamers, right? Like you know, these guys have fifty million streams on every single song that they put
0: out, and mm. the community is rabid about it like they're insane so you're saying that these guys so you're saying these guys make this they basically make music exclusively for video games or or they're putting out records and other stuff as well it's a
2: case-by-case basis but some of them i know you got one of you guys is a gamer
0: a bit i think but no you're wrong you're absolutely wrong and don't ever say that again
1: chris is very anti-gamer i'm i'm not a gamer but i'm i'm much more familiar with the world than are you me. you're
0: an anti-gamer chris why are I'm you a- anti because it's dork shit but if you can make money i'm with it i mean that's the thing if anybody's making bread then i get it
1: well i mean when it when it comes to soundtracks like you know the amount of films that are turning a profit nowadays versus video games it's just like it's it's no wonder you know point
0: yeah well i mean this take this takes me back and i'm sure this nathan this is the same for you like i'm sure there's been wave songs in like Madden 09, <laughs> fucking the check was huge, you know, it's no different than that.
2: Well, Grand Theft Auto 5, which is, you know, ostensibly the biggest <laughs> video game in the world, right, is um, Oh,
0: excuse me, dog, excuse me. This is, oh, like, I, all over no, us.
2: No, it's no shit, I get it. But, uh, uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but,
0: but, uh, you know, I,
2: I had a, a radio station on there and I composed a few songs for the uh, what a dream. game as well that's sort of the top of the top, right? Yeah. These guys, what they were doing is there, there was a dev who somebody who was making the actual mechanics uh, and art for the game. And it would be like, you know, a lot of times it would be a one man team and they would just need music for it. And they'd say, Hey, will you do, will you write the music for this whole thing? It'd be a two man project and the game took off and, you know, it'd be like almost maybe like a, 2D side-scroller, like a Contra style Mm -hmm. thing or whatever, and it takes off, and it makes you, you know, it's a 10, 20 million dollar thing, and you're splitting it two ways. (coughs) So...
1: <clears throat> for yeah, a team, a Shit. team of okay. two. It's just like being a DJ versus being in a band. You get to split the money with all of your friends, aka zero.
0: Yeah, and no equipment, and no. It's just smart business. I knew video games were real when I read that story about the guy dying for sitting too long because <laughs> he couldn't stop playing. <laughs> I'm like, damn, that's that sounds that sounds like something I should maybe put some money into because if if you're willing to die for it, then then that's hitting different for me.
2: Well, there's like now with you know these open worlds. And, you know, the start of it sort of was, I guess, World of Warcraft with being able to start to exchange goods and services um, mm-hmm. for money and game. That's where we sort of, I guess, tie back into why I see a future and, and profit in NFTs, because really they're just skins, right? So skins and games are just different clothing or whatever. Mm-hmm. So skins and games. Are things that people just spend money on because they want their Call of Duty player to look cooler. They can have the. It's a
1: status symbol. I, I killed enough people. I got enough money, so now I have a pink camo gun.
2: Right, and now with NFTs, if you're playing Sims or whatever, you can put these NFTs on the wall in your Sims house, which sounds so stupid or whatever. But I, I was,
0: my G, this is <laughs> I, I, I can't look like I want my Call of Duty player to be wearing the Donda vest as much as you do, <laughs> but I I, I am. This is just like this is some incel shit. Like this is spending too much time in Chris, the,
1: this this is the this is the world that we're living in now. You have to get down or lay down. You you're sounding like an old head. I'm laying down. I'm
0: I'm laying down. Nathan can run me over with his car because I'm laying down. <laughs> Chris, I have my no I, I don't. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Call an Uber to kill me. Call an Uber to kill me. I just no no. I I understand the profitability. I understand this is the future, et cetera, et cetera. But I also think that I hopefully will be dead before this really takes over. And I have no choice. I'm 38. I feel like I'm pretty close. I've done a lot of damage to my body. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think I'll be dead before I have to participate? Or do you think I'm going to have to participate? I think probably sooner than later, honestly. I,
2: and, and I was uh, when people started doing the NFT thing, I was like, fuck this shit. I'm going to wait for them and, and watch this fail and that's just not what
0: it's not what's happening. I mean, Jason twisted my extremely buff arm into doing an NFT and I was not with it, but the concept was funny and I'm happy we did it. Like it was a fun thing to do and we did it early enough where it's not totally embarrassing. Right. It does it didn't it didn't spark my interest in following. Like nothing could get me into cryptocurrencies because it's too It's just, I don't understand. Like, I don't think I have the capacity to fully process and keep up with it. I
2: think most people that are even sort of deep into Bitcoin or cryptocurrency or whatever the field may be in the sort of like digital uh, asset landscape, I I think most of them don't really understand it either. I think they, the majority of people, I'd say even you know 80%, something like that, don't really understand anything besides this is at this number right now that I bought it at. And I think that it'll be this much higher eventually and I can make money. And if that's all it is, then that's fine. But I'm by nature very curious about stuff like this, even just in sort of the business aspect, but also economic and socioeconomic things with uh, cryptocurrency. Uh, and the banking system is really interesting.
0: What do your parents think about your off the grid lifestyle? Are they like this kid? This guy's a fucking nut job. I thought you played guitar.
2: <laughs> I think they were like really proud when they're like, "Oh my god, he really made it! Like he's a famous musician." They met because they were in a band together. Mm-hmm. And funny enough, uh, Jonathan Daniels, who we were talking about, he booked their band at the Troubadour in like the seventies.
0: So, wow, this is very sick. What kind of music did they play? Discoy coke. Coke Disco stuff. Oh yeah, nice. Very cool. And are they in the? Are they in music now? Is that what they do for a living? My
2: mom is a uh, third grade music teacher, and my dad is uh, a college professor. My brother teaches music as well my sister is a teacher everybody in my family is a teacher
1: and you teach us about investing yes. <laughs> yeah you're a teacher too okay bro don't sell
0: yourself short I'm
1: definitely not a teacher
0: <laughs> also <laughs> a question I have is because you're so interested in this stuff and I'm sure it's out in the world in some ways are, are your do you see like your fans into this stuff as well is that like a part of the the waves world now or is it two separate things
2: no no anytime I post about anything, business or if i or if somebody mentions anything about me owning property or whatever people people
0: get mm-hmm. uh very upset look the owning property thing is gold <laughs> it's so <laughs> sick it's so sick it's so it's so good and i can i cannot believe that people don't understand like that's what everyone does it's like mind yeah
2: I, I don't and i haven't even like said before but like i have six partners in this thing they're all producers and musicians well we can name we can we can say their
0: names here if you want oh <laughs> uh, that's fine we're we're open to that here.
1: no we're not we're not gonna mark do ronson it. hit boy <laughs> metro Boomin.
0: it wasn't like something that came about
2: from nowhere when i so i did a tour years ago i had a friend that knew jizza and i talked to him one night at a party and Jizza was like yo you should uh play guitar for me I'm going to go do this uh, Liquid Swords reunion F- tour. F- I know. Whoa. And uh, we did this <laughs> like, you know, five week tour of Liquid Swords and Killa Mike was on the bus as well. And he opened and uh, I met him there. And we talked about owning property and businesses every single day. And both of us ended up getting into property. I mean, he owns a ton of property in Atlanta.
0: I'm familiar. I'm familiar with Killer Mike's barber shop. Don't 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 think we're sleeping on that. Oh yeah, but he's he's deep into multifamilies. That's that's his mm. his other thing. Damn now now you're using now you're using inside baseball terminology. So you need to explain to our listeners what a multifamily is, please.
2: Uh, multifamily homes are basically apartment buildings that aren't twenty thirty apartments at a time. A multifamily home would be like. Yeah, triplex and duplex, and then there's a quad, and then after a quad would be like a multifamily home. So it says like five to Mm -hmm. fifteen
0: apartments. Okay, so you're all right. So you're you're on the bus hitting the volcano with Killer Mike and (laughs) Jizza, and they're like, "Bro, you need to start copping property." And you took so you came back to LA and were like, "Yo, they told me to do this. I got to do it." You rounded up some of your homies and you did it.
2: Uh no, I sort of forgot about it and then I was recording and one of the producers was talking about every time he would get a producing gig that he didn't want to take for a pop artist, he would just put in the two weeks, do the album and then he would take it and he would and he would buy property. And he would say that's how he made it worthwhile to himself because He was he was like
0: this is dirty, this is dirty money. I got to put it back into it. dirty money. I can't spend it all. <laughs> I can't, I, yeah, I can't spend it on a chain.
1: I gotta, I have to spend it in yeah. a dirty game. I
0: don't know. I, mm-hmm. I
2: ended up getting interested in some of the stuff and, and also sort of interested still in commercial real estate and mm-hmm. that type of stuff. And, you know, now I'm, I like uh, small business stuff, <laughs> uh, bur- you know, burgers, pop up, that type of. Them. it's interesting what are you
0: talking about burgers what the fuck you mean you, are you you're you got a, you got a couple five guys in the <laughs> portfolio <laughs> i'm a, I'm not per, I'm not a five guys. Guy. i'm not one of the five guys sam sam what you, what's your number one burger then because this is something jason loves to talk about
1: yeah aren't you a burger lords man right um yeah well, i'm friends with the burger lords guys but yeah i like i like I, I do enjoy a burger of course
2: um i love burger lords right when they were next they were next door to us in chinatown so we ended up over there quite often um my favorite burger in la uh my favorite burger in la is yellow paper
0: I think that's the top of the top right
2: now.
1: haven't tried that, but I'm I'm familiar with that. I don't know. I ever
0: heard of that little shit. Where is it?
2: (laughs) Yellow paper burger. They're, they're super new. They've, they're doing a lot of pop-ups at Walt's bar and Glendale Mm tap, similar to like a love hour or a burgers never say die kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But they also do like, uh, these sort of like meat pies and they have like some other stuff. That's just, it's just insane so good.
1: Yeah, I've heard nothing but good about um and I I'm, I'm also fucking with Waltz. I'm am a Waltz head.
0: I'm a Waltz boy too. Yeah, I used to be down the street. What is what is Waltz? I'm sorry, I'm not familiar. Waltz
1: is a uh, like a beer and
2: wine bar that has a bunch of pinball machines in uh, Eagle Rock.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, I'm not making it to <laughs> Eagle Rock. Okay. Uh well, uh I well so what you're saying, you're doing burger
1: pop-ups yourself? So are you are you investing in no. in some small businesses? <laughs> no, it's just something that
2: interests me. I, I I'm I'm interested in it. And if I make money when I make money, like I said, I don't like to really keep it in a bank anymore. So w- that would be something that would interest me to like get into.
0: Okay, we'll send our, we'll send our how long gone burgers deck over <laughs> after we finish this call. We'll have you take, we'll have you Not
2: just care. burgers. I mean, I'd like I thought that was just like sort of a regular dream. Like wouldn't everybody, I mean, I love eating. Like it's my my favorite thing to do is like mm-hmm. have like a beer or wine and like an amazing meal. Like I always wanted to own a restaurant and I don't think that is owning a restaurant is like smart.
1: No, no, I don't. But it was, it, but That's it's not. still
2: like would be very fun.
1: Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a common dream for almost anyone. Cause everyone goes into a restaurant and they're like, you know what? If I had my own restaurant, it'd be like this, this, and this, and I wouldn't do it this way. I do it that way obviously it's very hard but you know thank god you're a runner as a as a lover of of eating yeah but uh you know i th- i think one one time down the line once you're settling down and you're living comfortably you can open up that little rib shack or whatever you got your your heart set on
2: thank you uh, so this is this is a positive i love the positivity we try
1: what's the well let's get well, we'll
0: we get don't worry we'll turn it to negative <laughs> let's, um What's the what's the running looking like? What's the routine looking like? we this is a big this is a fitness forward podcast. Okay. So,
1: so um uh, <laughs> I was doing pre and post herniated discs, of course. Okay, so
2: pre well the <laughs> the doctor said that I'd probably have herniated I'd had the herniated discs for years and um, just untreated uh, got worse and worse. Damn,
0: did you ever did you ever get addicted to oxycontin or did you just thug it out? Um
1: no, uh well no uh, but I, <laughs> when you say addicted what do you mean exactly cuz I, I have I, I i like to have a little fun with it but i think i've got it under control <laughs> w-
2: was i like taking like the amount of pills as like soundcloud rappers no but <laughs> was I taking too many probably was mm-hmm. i uh, started the pandy wandy i was probably doing like well, a half marathon every month and then in between that i would do you know a 3 to 5 and then i would do a 10k mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Damn, and bro. something like that. Um, I don't know. I, I had like a Strava, I had this Strava app and I was using that
0: regularly so I could keep track and like try and
1: out to Strava. do more and more. People
0: love, people love Strava. Are you, cause you strike me as a data cat. So you want to see all the numbers. You want to see the time, the calories, the splits. But he the doesn't whole thing. want; he yeah. doesn't
1: feel the need to share the screenshot on his Instagram stories every afternoon. Though
0: no.
2: oh, I have, I have, but ah, <laughs> uh, <but it, laughs>
1: oh, come on, waves. Mostly, I do close friends because that when you
2: it like shows you where you are running, and then I got like, uh, this is weird. I don't want people to. You're
1: like, oh, I know where your house is. Somebody. Yeah, yeah.
0: uh, Well, damn! I don't. Waves got stalkers, bro. That's why he had to start running. He had to run away from all these stalkers.
2: Yeah, yeah. Somebody showed up at my house once.
0: Was it a chick though?
2: No, no, it wasn't. (laughs) It was a fella. It was a fella. It was a young fella, and he just wanted me to sign something. And I, I politely told him, "This is this is not." This is not it, boss.
1: At least buy me dinner first, is what you said. That is what I said. I signed this
2: thing, but so that was yeah. So I was running quite a bit. Um, now I'll do three miles, maybe two times a week. Um, so I'm right now. I'm waiting to get these uh, ESI shots, which are like epidural steroid injections into my back, which are supposed to alleviate some of the pain and. Uh, make sure the discs don't compress and start to mm-hmm. uh, push on my nerves.
0: He seemed to have hit the local Nike outlet in San Diego <laughs> to pop his workout gear. So he's ready to go. I
2: used to have the, the I had the Nike plug. The guy at Nike was a Waves fan. Was his
0: name Tim? It wasn't Tim now. Okay. Okay.
2: Uh, I'm not, he doesn't work there anymore. Shout out Seth. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He, I'm, maybe he listens, but uh, he helped run the, um, the box at Staples Center. So he'd give me tic- tickets oh. to uh, Clippers games and, all sorts of stuff and tons of Nike gear. And uh, sadly he doesn't work there anymore. So when I would go to Clippers games, it was in the box. It was me and whoever I wanted to bring and nobody else. (laughs) And then, uh, I asked to go to, uh, clippers lakers game because mm-hmm. they were playing at staples and uh there was no room for me yeah. i didn't i wasn't high enough on the mm-hmm. totem pole It was snoop dogg
1: and clippers tickets hit a little different than they did f- five years ago that's for sure
0: they do yeah with Kawhi and uh everybody now so many interests i'm just i'm i'm it's hard for us to even keep up my man is spread so thin i don't know do you have time to watch tv you know what i mean or are you just you just on your Grussel all the time i
2: watch a lot of tv uh I watch a, a ton of TV. Mm-hmm. Um, a ton. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm like, I, I like to inundate myself with information. So even when I'm running, I'm, you know, I'm listening to music or a podcast or whatever it is. All right. All right. Tim Ferriss.
0: All right. Tim no, Ferris. Calm no. Down.
2: Okay. People okay. talk about him every once in a while. And I, I was like, what is the Tim Ferriss deal? And so I listened to Tim Ferriss. I was like, this is like not for me at <laughs> all. Like, this is a little too... Good to know. This is a little too positive, even for me. (laughs) No, I... So, right now, I'm doing a thing with uh, my brother. We have this thing called Sweet Valley, and we are making... We have a Patreon where we make a song... For every episode of Sopranos, uh, out of the either the songs in Sopranos in the episode or sound bites or whatever, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> what are you talking about?
0: So you're saying to me, you, Tony gives some bars and you guys flip that into a song and then you charge people for it? Uh, so. <laughs> I mean, well, you've seen The Sopranos now. Unfortunately, yes. I'm, I think our culture's obsession with The Sopranos is a little annoying, but yes, it's a classic. Okay.
1: Um, <laughs> so, uh, anyways. <laughs> Just to let you know, I, I like The Sopranos. Yeah, it's the greatest uh, television show
0: of all time. That's okay. but I, I don't uh, know. I mean, you've you've seen The West Wing. <laughs> no oh, well then we have a problem maybe your next show that you write songs about could be the way you
2: know west wing, just, wing just won over here. sopranos multiple times it's season one to season four so 99 to mm-hmm. 2003 west there's, a re-
0: there's a reason for that there's a reason <laughs> for that it's not the corrupt voting board it's it's marty sheen it's well look martin um
1: check the sound scan waves the numbers don't lie. Yeah, call
0: Spectrum, they'll give you the numbers.
2: <laughs> Spectrum that your 38 is showing. What the fuck?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know you steal content from other artists. We know that you're streaming illegally. Yes, so you, you tell me your
1: him. mom doesn't have cable? How how else are we watching the MSNBC, bro?
0: No, it's, I think it's like probably
2: Cox here. So yes, it's we're, we're on
1: there. We're a Cox household, thank you. So yeah, I mean,
2: I guess just yes. I'm 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 super deep into mostly television. I don't watch as as many movies as i i once did but mm-hmm.
1: um before we get into that i want to dig deeper on what exactly you're doing because i you know i i do love a remix i do love you know mixed media working with other stuff but like so like give us an example of what you would do let's say we have name an episode what happens and what you would do to that to create a song out of it yeah
2: yeah Okay. Paint the picture. Okay. So we can start with the pilot then. Forget about it. Pilot. And I would watch through the pilot and then I would timestamp everything that I think could be chopped or flipped. Mm -hmm. And then we would record those certain parts we would take them out of the show whether it be musical or a talking sample or Uh. the noise of a car backfiring or somebody Mm. shouting whatever it is So, so
1: just any type of whatever field recording that's going on on the sopranos it could be a song it could be dialogue it could be the sound of a car accident anything and you'll sample that Mm -hmm. and you'll just build a library of samples and make a song out of that
2: yeah and then we crazy show you how we chop and flip them and what we do to each one whether we pitch shift it or whatever like a lot of the stuff that we end up using is any scene where they're at the bottom being there's always a sort of like Mm -hmm. nostalgic 90s Trashy grunge song that the girls are dancing to. Mm-hmm. And so
0: we're if we you, can I'm get, back.
2: In- I'm back now. There we back. go. <laughs> so if we can get into like, you know, something like that, and then we can start to flip that and then sort of put like a Chicago house feel to it and then make <laughs> it into a song and whatever happens, happens. It, I mean, sometimes it's like, it's bizarre what comes out
1: but sometimes it's like audio abortion and sometimes some some real magic is probably stumbled upon I'm assuming
2: yeah I, I don't I don't know I just it's just something to do
1: I don't mean I don't say audio abortion as a pejorative by the way that's it's not necessarily a bad thing but I mean it, it sounds like an amazing fun activity to do Balance. and the fact that you're able to you know make a little monetization on it is even cooler. Well, I guess one question, Yeah, since you are charging money for it, where does that sit in the legal ramifications?
2: Uh, not anywhere near on HBO's radar because it's, you know, I think we have like, you know, 25 subscribers. Like it's not, it's not anything. Okay. It's like okay. a, <laughs> I don't want to say like passion project or right, something right, like right, that, right. but it's like just something like one night I was really stoned watching it. I was like, man, this like, Sopranos really sort of opened the door for TV shows. Like, there's so much music and there are so many episodes. It's just, let's, I'd never done a Patreon before. Let's just like do it for fun.
1: No, I mean, it's, I mean, I know, I know people that will do that of just like screen grabs of that kind of stuff. And like, here's just like a hundred images that you can like put on your Tumblr or use for your aesthetic mood boards for your creative agency or something like that. So, people do that for Patreon? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah people will just like hey like every month i'm gonna like here's 100 images that i curated because i'm really good at curating images from the internet like
0: wild re- i mean some of his like wild reference like these people are buying shit on ebay and scanning it you know what i mean so you're basically selling somebody
2: like a personality or
0: an aesthetic exactly well or it's like or it's like people who actually do this for a living and they're like look i don't have like i have i subscribe to three of these and do this myself so i can have as much at my fingertips as possible
1: or or i could or i could create a tumblr and put it all up there for free or i could you know and and build up a little client base and a following and then i'll be like if you guys want the real good stuff hit, hit the patreon hit the hit the patty Wow, just just like any anything on Patreon, you know, yeah, podcast or whatever, you know, is this podcast
2: on Patreon?
0: It is not. No, absolutely not. We're I'm anti-Patreon,
1: but but you guys are touring with it, right?
0: Yeah, we're touring and we have ads, obviously, and like merch. That's it. Yeah, there that's the go. way we, monetize. we. Yeah, we
1: monetize uh, in every other way other than Patreon. It's an ongoing <laughs> saga, but I think I'm anti-Patreon.
0: Now
2: for our Manscaped <laughs> ad. Uh,
1: okay, you get it. You get it. You get it.
0: Yeah, well, it's more that I just don't want to limit the amount of people that could hear it. That's really what do you, it is. Yeah, do you know that's how much the
1: the, it costs to listen to a podcast that has a Manscaped ad? Zero dollars, baby. It's the people that double dip exactly. for shame. That's what I say. When you're Patreon and you have ads, come on, guys.
0: Unbelievable. Unbelievable.
1: Makes me sick to my stomach.
0: Uh, this is your field. You're teaching me now. Well, that's, it, I was going to ask you how much weed you're smoking, but then you told me about your Patreon with the, with the <laughs> Sopranos thing and the Ants. <laughs> kind of kind of answered itself but if you have any if you have any update are you not in the cannabis space are you not invested besides your personal stash
1: let's talk about your flower portfolio yeah.
0: <laughs> i'm not in the the weed game
2: which mm-hmm. i mean aside from you know i uh so i you know i made basically every like weed paraphernalia thing rolling papers and all that but i, I never did a uh, A strain
1: but what about what about your day-to-day consumption how much are we are we chiefing what is our favorite method of delivery into your brain
0: i smoke like twice a week damn he waves his calm down in his old age
1: you a damn pussy (laughs) (laughs) i know it's it's, it's upsetting Um, okay twice a week we a we a blunt man we a one hitter water pipe gravity bong what's good
2: no i like go to the beach and smoke a joint and swim or something that's cool
1: maybe like if
2: i have trouble sleeping um then i have these like tabs these little uh tincture things Mm -hmm. that uh help with sleep do your parents be smoking too they're both teachers. So I'm not, I don't want to.
1: Whether, whether it's a yes or a no, it's a no comment. I understand. Yeah. You've been, you've been doing press for a long time. You know how this
0: works, I, bro. I have. It's true. Sadly, uh, I know, I know a little bit about it now.
2: I think it's taken off of YouTube, but there was this video. I did, um, an interview on acid at, uh, Lollapalooza one year and it was labeled the worst interview ever. And it was the guy's first time interviewing anybody. And I couldn't <laughs> stop moving the coffee table. And I was like, what's wrong with the table? And the guy was like trying to get my attention. <laughs> and it really is. It's one of the worst interviews ever. So after that, I tried. To, I, that was a
1: sobering, sobering moment.
2: It was a great interview. I think it was one of my best.
1: Well, sp- speaking of live shows, so you you haven't been on tour in what, a couple years?
2: The last show we played, we played two New Year's Eve. I think, when did we shut down? February? of 2020
1: yeah, uh, february march some of us did
0: i was more of an april guy uh, myself <laughs> late <you> know, bloomer <laughs> some people went late bloomer sure. yeah yeah I, I i waited for others to go first you know yeah it's been it's been a, a while for sure and
1: you and you have uh you're you're gonna go on tour like right around the same time that we're going on tour like august i mean sorry october november
2: yeah october and then i think we get back like november 25th or whenever like thanksgiving ish i think
1: yeah we're like we're going this is our first tour we're only doing 10 cities and you are doing five cities in florida alone so the scale (laughs) the scale is a little bit different can you give us some touring tips like obviously you know you you don't have trouble when you're playing in la or new york you know those are kind of like markets that are always going to work out but when you're you know when you we're over here in Tallahassee or, you know, wherever these kind of smaller markets are. You know, give it, we need some tips, not only on how to sell those tickets, but how to just you know keep the mental health going in these tertiary markets.
0: Yeah, if the crowd if the crowd's a little light, you know, I'm staying at the Four Seasons. Jason's staying at the Best Western. There's a little bit of friction already. <laughs> mm-hmm. sure. So if you could just kind of, yeah, I'm sure you've dealt with that as the as the singer songwriter. Yeah, yeah. You, Do you have your own bus? Do you have your own <laughs> bus, or how does that work for you? Um,
2: we don't tour in a bus because it's not. Doesn't make a lot of sense to waste the money. It's like
0: nine grand a week. I don't think people realize how insanely expensive it is. it's It's like not really worth it. I mean, it is, and it isn't. It depends on who you are and what you want out of the whole experience. yeah,
2: if you want to make money, then it's really not worth it. <laughs>
0: so what do you what do
2: you guys get in the fifteen pass and just fucking thug it out? I'm not going that crazy, but we just we go in a sprinter, okay, That's cool somewhere in between, but it's comfortable. It's nice and Everybody gets along. So we don't have any like real crazy group dynamics. Like we, you know, we did a tour where we started uh, every morning drive with a 16 minute loop of Tim Allen doing the home improvement grunt and everybody just clapped through it and laughed hysterically. (laughs) Everybody's a weirdo. So we, it's fine for us. Now, if we brought somebody new along, like it might, Mm -hmm. that might be a little bit weird, but we're pretty fine being together so wait yours is a month long
0: yeah we're doing it more stand-up style where it's like fly in fly out three days four days you know oh so you're flying everywhere big hollywood guys over here well that's kind of the vibe we're trying to put out there are you flying on the on the pj or what uh jag jaguar unfortunately does not have a pj um
1: for some of the shows but i mean not for all (laughs) of them we're not crazy
0: what what is the smallest what's the smallest city you're playing
1: denver i would say oh you guys no these are all gonna be
2: these are all gonna be fun denver's i mean colorado's awesome
0: so you've played some real (laughs) shitholes i'm sure
2: yeah 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 Yeah, i've been to the the uk a few
0: times
1: (laughs) not a fan of those guys over there huh
2: no i'm kidding i'm kidding no actually our album reviewed very well in the uk so i should start to turn that
0: soon let's go well i mean we we would love to go to the uk we're we're kind of like I was hoping we'd be able to host the Oasis Nebworth documentary screenings at, you know, at the Soho House, but they. They passed us up once again. So, you know, we'll, we'll try again next time.
2: Uh, that was a joke about the UK, if UK listeners.
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. We, we do have a lot of listeners in the UK. My PR agent is
2: on the other line.
0: That was clearly a joke.
2: I actually love the UK. I'm trying to think of what the shittiest place I've ever played. I mean, it's got to be somewhere in Florida. I think I played a, mm-hmm. a Palm Beach, Florida.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, mm-hmm. We were on tour with Blink-182. Oh, shit. That was pretty bad. But can you bang? So why why is Travis Barker not producing the new waves album because that seems like the ticket right now the only time me and travis barker talk is if we're like
2: talking about like mma or something but he's (laughs) that dude is fucking that guy's a workhorse like all he does is seems like he's with some other 16 year old with face tattoos every other
0: day so like yeah he's he's (laughs) taking rappers and turning them into punks and and he's the only man for the job yeah have you played a bunch of wild opening sets though or, or is Blink as big as it's gotten?
2: We did. We opened at Madison Square Garden with uh, Daft Punk and Phoenix. What?
1: <laughs> Fuck, dude. Wow, you opened that show? Holy shit.
2: Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, one of the guys in Phoenix was just like a big Waves fan. He just asked the booking agent, hey, can we put them on the show? And we were like, that's odd. <laughs> yeah, Sophia Coppola was there. It was it was very cool. I was It was a star-studded event.
0: Sure. That's big.
2: And everybody, when we played, everybody was confused and
0: upset. <laughs> uh, but when you were on tour with Blink-182, did you do the thing where you you come out and sing a song every night with them or, or Mark Hoppus joins you for a little <laughs> duet? No? No. Nah, nah. That's fucked up, bro. I thought that's how tour supposed to work in my experience. That's what I've seen. You
1: guys didn't go back to back on I guess this is growing up solo? I think
2: that me, we me, might have me, covered me. a Blink-182 song and a few times and I think that was probably the biggest pop we got on the whole tour. Mm-hmm. But no, we never got brought on stage. And like, they were—they were all super nice guys.
1: They're all business.
2: Yeah, it was all business. They all
0: have separate buses, and they all like—I can't wait to have separate buses. I can't wait to have separate buses. That's the coolest. I mean, besides walking straight out to the Escalade and going to Teeterboro, there's nothing cooler than the, <laughs> than the. I mean, that's like you—you've really made it if you all have separate buses. Well, I'm kind of—I'm shooting for a Timberlake-type ascension to fame, as Jason prefers to be more behind the scenes you know pharrell actually he's more of a chat oh, come on bro if i had to say
1: so so now that you've been uh sedentary for the last two years the investments are booming the crypto wallet is <laughs> trapped out are you not looking because i've talked to a lot of people who are like it's time to go back on tour now and a lot of people are like bro i don't really even want to do this like i've like you've you've crossed the line and enough time has passed to where it's like shit i would I kind of don't even want to do this.
2: I haven't played guitar in—I mean, I've played guitar maybe like three or four times in the past eighteen months.
0: Um, <laughs> oh,
2: yeah, get those get those waves tickets, guys. <laughs> Tour's going to be sick. <laughs> I mean, the, you know, the new songs we recorded in 2019, basically when the 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 shutdowns happened, I just like the idea of playing was just like, well, we're not going on tour anytime soon. It's like, and I didn't feel very creative Mm -hmm. uh so it's like sort of strange to even pick the guitar up but i think that it's actually been helpful like i i'm excited to start to practice again and play shows because i've taken like my first break from it in the past Mm -hmm. decade of of doing it every single day
1: okay so you are looking forward to it and and going out and pressing the flesh with your fans in albuquerque
2: yeah, <laughs> somebody just uh, somebody just uh, <laughs> tweeted at me and was like, "Bro, tell me you're doing like meet and greets after shows." Mm. I was like, "What?
0: Like, are you guys?" It's already
1: it's already a little tricky with COVID. We don't need to get within sneezing distance of you know 500 people every single night.
0: Yeah, speak for yourself. I I hate the fans, but I w- I'm not scared of COVID. <laughs> That's two separate issues. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. You, m- Chris, you're really at a crossroads. You must be torn because you hate meet and greets or meeting the fans but you love proving covid wrong so
0: exactly yeah it's so tough for me it's really yeah i want to i want to spit in every i want to spit in every fan's mouth after every show just to prove that this shit is fake but i don't know if it's gonna work Oh, you're you're an anti-vaxxer huh he is yeah (sighs) no unfortunately i'm not well
1: you can you can be an anti-vaxxer that also got vaccinated that just means that you're worldly
0: sadly i have to put the bit down for a second and say that i'm pro vax you know and i i it it pains me to say it but um (laughs) i'm happy to be controlled by the government for the rest of my life and i shop at amazon and you know what sue me
1: i'm with you i love amazon damn we got another chris black sue me i like it oh god damn it um
0: all right nathan it's been real bro i love potting with you
1: uh thanks this is my first pod you know really is it
0: yeah It is.
1: So what what other podcast, before we leave, what other podcasts do you listen to?
2: I like, you know, like NPR stuff or like stuff you should know, Mm. like random facts. I like like short bursts of facts, like something that's like five to ten minutes that tells me something. I had no idea about.
1: You're an info junkie. I am so on the front lines of the info wars. That's cool. So
2: just three and a half Mm -hmm. hours of Joe Rogan talking about DMT and like rifles. Have you ever
1: Have you ever seen a bear up close, Nathan? (laughs) To see how how big his paws are. No, but I've eaten. But I've eaten bear. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I I could throw another (laughs) plate on my squats after I ate bear for the first time.
0: That makes sense, honestly. I'm. I'm willing. I'm willing to do it. If it if it comes down to a PR, you got to do what you got to do. Um, yeah, Nathan, tell people where the where they can they can stream the album. Where can they stream it?
2: Yeah, new album, Hideaway, uh, streaming on all platforms. Right. Um, Let's go. None of them give us any money, so it doesn't matter which one you choose. We're going on tour. Title. Title gives you a little money, right? Uh, nobody has title, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going on tour a full US tour October to November most likely we'll be in your city like you said we're playing five shows in Florida so um, it's pretty thorough What uh, um, I, I
1: know that the vinyl will be a marble color but which colors are, are the marble?
2: There's three there's like a baby blue there's a tangerine and there's like a soft pink those aren't the actual names of them but that's general colors
0: thanks nathan yeah i appreciate it guys hope you had fun we'll talk to you soon see you in san diego chief all right buddy take it easy